a very special edition of Chris's Mic Drop. This is for fans of the 1970s. Um, what I did, you know, they, they talked about this uh, Baltimore Ravens-Broncos uh, feud over uh, the Ravens running a play in the final three seconds that allowed them to extend their 100-yard rushing streak to 43 consecutive games. That tied the record set by Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer's Pittsburgh Steelers from the 1970s. So I called these gentlemen, and I'm like, what did these guys think? You know, the Broncos thought it was unsportsmanlike. They thought it was putting players at risk of injury, uh, which both of them were true. On the other hand, I did understand John Harbaugh's take. You're so close to the record, uh, 42 games in a row, and you have 97 yards. You need three more yards to tie it. You have one play to do it. So you go ahead and you, you take a shot, but you know you're going to tick off the Broncos. Uh, you know, I think Harbaugh should not uh, necessarily uh, apologize um, for what he did, but he shouldn't get overly defensive either and start uh, blaming the Broncos for, for crying. Uh, that's not it. That's, that's not the point. Um, the, 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 there, there, there are um, two points here. So I called Franco. I wanted to, look, I grew up in the 70s. I, I graduated from high school in 1977. I know I was, uh, uh, our TV, something happened to our TV. I remember I was in my uh, mom and dad's room on this little black and white TV when Franco had his immaculate uh, reception in 1972. Goes off of Jack Tatum's uh, shoulder pads. Uh, Franco catches the deflection and goes in. It's a low-scoring game. I think it. I think that made the score ten to six or ten to seven, and it was one of the last plays of the game. And stunningly, uh, the Steelers won that game. And um, I believe did they go on to the uh, Super Bowl that year? I'm not. They won it in 73, 74, 78, 79. So they didn't win it that year, but still a, a turn. No, uh, it would have been the Dolphins, the undefeated Dolphins that won it in 1972. But um, I just remember those guys, I, uh, you know, we all remember the stars from our youth, you know, uh, uh, Bob Gibson, Denny McLean in that uh, great 1968 World Series, um, you know, the, in, in the, in the seven, you know, 60s, Joe Namath with the, with the Jets, uh, the 70s were the Steelers. Uh, and the Raiders were the were the big um, were were really the big, and the and the Broncos, the Orange Crush, uh, they they had their day in the sun, during the 70s also, but uh, so I wanted to ask Franco and Rocky, you know, here here's what John Harbaugh said. He said it's a meaningful record, and it's something that his players will have for the rest of their lives if they break this record. Well, how meaningful can it be if Franco Harris? And Rocky Blyer, who were the two big running backs during the 70s and during the Steelers' uh, streak, didn't even know about it until, for Rocky Blyer, he said he didn't know about it until he got a request to be interviewed by me in Channel 9, uh, 9 News, this week. Uh, Franco said he didn't know about it. He didn't, he didn't know there was such a record. He didn't know that their team had such a record. This is 44 years after they set the mark. So how meaningful can it be if the guys who set it uh, didn't even know? But there is a second point here. 
Uh, Franco said he agreed with John Harbaugh in going for the record. It's there. Basically, it's not that, that records are made to be broken. It's that records are, are meant to be pursued if they're there. Um, you know, Babe Ruth hit 714 homers. At the time, I think second place was uh, in the 250s, maybe uh, 300. He was way past everybody else. Where was he supposed to stop? He stopped way ahead of everybody else. But as time went on, eventually 714 became the mark. Hank Aaron broke it, and then Barry Bonds, uh, much to the chagrin of, uh, of, of many people because of the alleged steroid use, uh, broke Hank Aaron's uh, record. So it's been broke twice. But uh, that's the thing. These, these guys, Rocky Blyer and Franco Harris, when I talked to them, they didn't go about setting records. They just went about winning the game. And winning the game in the 70s meant running the ball and running the ball successfully behind the offensive line anchored by Mike Webster. But I had a f great conversation with both these guys. I want to hurry up and get to it. So you fans of the 70s and any Pittsburgh fans uh, listening in, um, I know uh, the Steeler Nation will be listening in on this. But a great interview. It's about a half hour. Uh, me talking with uh, Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer, and you can tell uh, that it uh, that uh, it was something I was passionate about, and I really enjoyed. And um, it was it's just great talking to the all-time greats. One of the best things about records is you get to uh, harken back to the people who set them. And I think Franco and Rocky putting them back in the limelight this week uh, is a good thing. So, without uh, any more chatter here from me. Let's go to the conversation we had with Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer about the Ravens tying their record last week for 100-yard uh, games with 43 games uh, for 100-yard performances, uh, 43 games in a row. Here they are, Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer. Okay, gentlemen, well, here's the deal. Um, and, and Franco, I was just talking to, to Rocky about this, but it was a big uh, to-do that um, the Ravens wanted uh, the record that you guys held from 74 to 77. You guys had 100 yards uh, from 100 yards for 43 straight Recording games. in progress. Uh, Okay, for 43 straight games, you guys rushed for 100 yards. Okay, now you're saying through 74, 75, 76, and 77, or you're talking about 74, 75, 76? Well, it started December. It was a game in December of 74 that the streak started, and it lasted till December, a game in December of 77. You had oh. forty. You had forty-three straight games of hundred yards rushing, um, and it, it was the majority of it by me. So yeah, yes. <laughs> well, you know that seventy-six season, you both had a thousand yards, which was quite the accomplishment. I think that's why I called you a bunch of years ago, Rocky. By the way, okay, we're talking about that because of Rocco's. But anyway, Franco, I'll start with you since, uh, Rocky, since you're used to deferring to Franco or, uh, you know, blast <laughs> from the past here. Right. Franco, Franco, did you even know you held the record 
for consecutive I, games of 100. I did not even know that there was such a record. Uh, <laughs> and I definitely didn't know that, uh, that we held the record. But, uh, uh, but now thinking about it and, uh, and looking back, we had quite a run during the 70s. The 70s was pretty incredible. And, and like, it's amazing that back then, it just seemed like we didn't pay attention to too much of that stuff. And, and, and like, I guess when I think about it, you know, I think about, you know, 30s and 40s, you know, NFL being formed, you know, uh, and, and we're in the 70s. So it's not that old of a league yet. And, uh, and uh, during the 70s, we were setting a lot of stuff. We were, we were really having to run. Right. And, uh, and, and now almost 50 years later, looking back that we held something for so long, I'm just, uh, 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 you know, like I'm amazed that that stat was being kept. But it's nice to know that me and Rock, you know, accomplished some things back then that's still standing, you know, right now. So, you know, so we'll, so we'll see uh, if it ends this coming weekend, which, which I'm thinking that uh, the Ravens will definitely focus on it and that it will. The Rock, it was nice talking with you for all these years. Yeah. yeah, Rocky, uh, just just your thoughts. And we were talking uh, earlier, you didn't know that uh, this record existed. No, you're right. As a, as a matter of fact, I think the first time we heard it, when we got a, a message, uh, a text message saying, hey, would you really like to do this interview? About what? Well, you guys set a record, 43 consecutive games of game in 100 yards. Are you kidding me? I wish they would have known that. I would have, I would have sold that and marketed that for <laughs> <laughs> all these years. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but set aside, you know, it set aside. It, it was really, a, 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 as Franco was saying, an indication of, of a team, you know, coming together from this uh, 74 through that period of time. Um, and, you know, it, from this from this time on, obviously rules have changed. The game has changed. Offensive uh, has changed. Uh, you know, it's become <clears throat> more of a drop back rushing, you know, so and you look at what the Ravens accomplished, and anybody that can accomplish this fact is pretty good. But uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, who is a wonderful quarterback, but uh, you know, <clears throat> is, is is a rusher in himself. Uh, we had Bradshaw. That's why <laughs> Franco and I. Anyway, yeah. he, he was necessarily a, uh, a, a except for the seventy six. Except for the seventy six season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, so let me tell you guys the kind of the background. Um, there was controversy around the Ravens tying your record. So right now they've tied your record. Uh, the Broncos, it was a 23 to 7 game. Okay. The Ravens were beating the Broncos. The Broncos were trying to score a consolation touchdown in the final seconds. And with three seconds left, the Broncos threw a interception in the end zone. All right, the Ravens got the ball at the 20, and everyone thought the Ravens were going to kneel down. But Harbaugh, uh, John Harbaugh, the coach, knew that they had 97 yards, not 100. 
So he needed three more yards in that final, instead of the victory formation with the kneel down, he ran one more play with Lamar and Lamar got the, got five yards to get 102 yards. And that was the last play of the game. And the Broncos coaches and players were highly upset uh, that uh, they ran a play for, uh, you know, a record that they said, um, you know, even you guys admit you didn't know you held. They didn't know there was a record. But to the Ravens, it was important. They're at 42. I guess on one hand, they were so close, it would have been a shame not to, to tie it. Uh, on the other hand, um, you know, maybe it's a little tainted now because, uh, uh, you know, the record was there and they, they went for it. So what's your thoughts on that, how it all ended and how they kept the streak alive? Rocky, I'll start with you. Well, you know, I, I, I suppose my immediate thought was obviously when uh, we were going through that process back in the 70s, that was not part of the record or, or part of our thought process. You know, it just happened because that's the way the game's played. You you know, things happen and, and you develop and so on. So obviously what has inspired or inspired over the last years is this great rivalry between the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, and so it's amazing how important we didn't know about it, but someone in that organization said, hey, here is a record, you know, we're going to tie those sons of guns over there in Pittsburgh, you know, we hate them to begin with, so let's, uh, well, let's do whatever we can to be able to tie the record, and then eventually beat them so that we can then be the, the best in, in that division. So anyway, that's the competition that takes place, so obviously they have some nerd uh, up there going, oh, hey, we need five more yards or three more yards to be able to break yeah. that yard uh, thing. And so it happened. Records, obviously, as we would say, trite as it might be, are made to be broken. And uh, and so it's unfortunate that uh, the Steelers were able to hold on to that record that we didn't know about for all those many years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we'll see how long. Let's just see how long the Ravens hold on. <laughs> I don't know who's in second or third place now, but anyway, so. Yeah, I, I didn't know about the record either until Sunday, until <laughs> the, the final three seconds. Uh, Franco, what was your thoughts about how the Ravens kind of kept it going there? Well, if you know what, uh, first of all, as I mentioned earlier, it uh, it brought myself and Rock back into the picture of things <laughs> this week. So this is uh, That's the best the, thing. Uh, That's the uh, best thing about records getting broken is uh, we remember those who set them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, who are those broken? Who are those broken guys from the past? That, uh, right. You know, so you know, I, I, yeah, I want to know whether we're, we're going to be on the sidelines uh, in the game. <laughs> I haven't got an invitation yet. You know, yeah. much yeah, like yeah, you can shake hands been, with Lamar. <laughs> I mean, what would have been interesting would be if this game was against the Steelers. This oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, now that would. You know, that would be interesting, you know, like I'm sure the Colts could care less, right? You know what I mean? But but, but this would be a big focus. This would be a big focus for the Ravens. No, uh, uh, like I guess I want to say that absolutely it had to go for it. I okay. think that, that was the right thing to do. You know this record is there. It's it, like it's within your grasp. And uh, make some new history. You know what I mean, and uh, and and so they they had to do it. I think that was 
was the right well, call. And okay. as Rocky said, that, you know, they're a good team, great rivalry, uh, you know, and Jackson is probably one of the most exciting player, I guess you could say, uh, you know, in the NFL at this time. So, uh, and, and like also it brought attention to, uh, to us in the 70s, you know, uh, of what we accomplished in the 70s, because like I know myself in rock that uh, we knew how special those, those times were back in the 70s. And now this will bring some attention to that also. The, uh, what's your thought, uh, Franco, just about how different they're running? You know, they got this streak, 43 games. 41 of it, I think we can say, is because Lamar Jackson was, was their quarterback. I mean, he was a 1,000-yard rusher last year versus you guys who had more of a pure running game, if you know what I mean. Well, well back during that time, it was more about the running game and the defenses were stacked up for the running game. And, and, and really one of the most uh, important points would be the 1976 season, that we were able to keep that going in 76 when they knew we were gonna run and not pass. They knew it. and uh, and we still got it accomplished. So that was, uh, so the 76, to keep it going through 76 was quite a feat. The defense, as I said, was stacked against us. They were playing the running game and and we and we still got it, uh, we, you, know, we, you know, we still got it done. So, uh, uh, you know, like this doesn't diminishes Anything that we accomplished during the seventies, I think it it highlights it even more. Uh, you know, like it makes it exciting. So it'll be interesting to uh, see how they handle things this coming week, knowing that they want to break the record. Right. And, and, and like as I said, it's not going to mean anything to the Colts. You know, uh, it's just going to be a thing where you know they want to try to win the game, not focusing on well like a big part of winning it is is a stop Lamar. <laughs> no yeah. doubt about it. But uh, yeah. but you know but the main focus is going to be uh not the record winning the game. Right. Uh, Rocky your thoughts on just um you know it being a quarterback driven streak for the Ravens and it was you know the halfback fullback for you guys. Well, you know, I actually, as, as Franco was saying, I mean, the game has changed. Rules have changed over that period of time, which allows, you know, uh, a, 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 a running quarterback, much like Lamar, to be able to, you know, adjust and, uh, and, and, and run the ball um, rather than a design running place, as, as was kind of what we did through that period of time. Um, it would be interesting, it'll be interesting if we take Lamar out of the... Out of the equation as a quarterback, and yeah. uh, and say, okay, what is the running game uh, from their running backs? Now they have had some great running backs, some good running backs, and they continue to do that as well, and it's spread over. Uh, but it, it, it just it would be an interest. So, so we do we put little asterisks <laughs> behind? Yeah. Behind like they're, they're, well, they're in Denver, better. yeah, in Denver they are because. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because the coaches got a little up and the players got upset about it all. Right. Uh, 
you know, and the other interesting thing. I want to say, like, I, I guess I do want to say about that, uh, that I don't think the, you know, like I thought the players on Denver, we, yeah, we're expecting a knee. And, 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 and so I could, I could see where they're, you know, uh, like a little upset. But, mm -hmm. uh, but, but as I said, uh, uh, that, you know, you, you know, you can't worry about their feelings. I think the Ravens did the, uh, uh, did the right thing to go for the record. You know, Good. Broncos play the Steelers this week. What do you think? Uh, you know, people are, uh, I'm hearing stuff that uh, Ben is uh, at the end here. What, what are you guys hearing and seeing? Well, but, you know, I mean, you know, so the evolution of, of, of this year, let's just say, so we have an offensive, new offensive coordinator, new offensive line coach. We've got a young uh, offensive line uh, with not a whole lot of experience. We've got four rookies that are starters on that offense. And so there is some learning adjustments uh, process. Um, ben has not looked... Ben has not looked great in the in the in the last several games, and uh, uh, um, so it'll, it'll be interesting for us, or for me specifically, to see how what kind of adjustments do they make. You know, uh, do, do they change their offensive schemes? Um, you know, drop balls happen over overthrown balls, but not on a consistent basis, and that's what's happening here. That uh, Ben's just not getting the ball to you know the receivers that have been overthrown. We've had some opportunities to do so. Let's see what kind of adjustments they make. And it's still early in the season. You know, with 17 games, you, you get a chance to play. You know, you can be sitting here uh, at a at a two and three record if we should prevail this weekend, uh, and uh, and 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 hopefully have some momentum to take us into the uh, into the remaining part of the season. Marco, any thoughts on the upcoming game, Broncos and Steelers? Well, uh, uh, you know, just as uh, Rocky said, it's still early in the season. I uh, remember last year, uh, boy, we have a uh, great start. And uh, and uh, then COVID hit. And it's amazing that that, that team that started kind of like uh, a term to Steelers was the Ravens when they postponed that game. And, uh, but, you know, uh, uh, you know, last year, I think, I think it was last year against the Broncos, right? Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, well, like, you know, I'm just uh, saying that uh, we need some more work. We need to uh, make, make some better things happen with the Steelers right now. We're, uh, like, I don't feel we're a very good team right now, uh, but, uh, you know, going through the league, uh, there have been years when we didn't start out well and ended up in the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> That's right. uh, so yeah. uh, and, 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 you know, so how they're starting right now, uh, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not good where they're at right now, uh, but I guess in a way, I always keep, you know, keep the faith and keep the hope. And I guess we'll see in the next in the next few games uh, what adjustments they make and uh, how it starts to unfold. So, uh, so like I guess I'm saying at this stage, uh, you know, you know, I'm concerned. I don't like level of play, but it's still early, and they can be turned around. 
But it'll be a big game. You know, I, it'll be a big game. It's a, you know, I mean, Denver coming in, it's a big game for the Broncos, even though it's a, an away game and a whole game for us. Uh, but they have a lot on the line too. Um, uh, keep, keep, keep them going. So I'm looking, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how we respond and then how uh, Broncos play on the road yeah. after last week's loss. Yeah. Right. Because I was going to say playing at, playing at home and not at, and not at, at mile high. You're right. By the way, anybody from the 77 Orange Crush Broncos, you think uh, none of them are in the Hall of Fame? Uh, give me one guy that you guys think uh, from that defense that should be in. Okay, now I got to <laughs> <I gotta> go. <laughs> I mean, Quickly adjust to, okay, uh, back on. Who were those guys? I can't remember. That's yeah. Great. Who were those guys? Tommy Jackson. No, Tom Jackson. Okay. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. You know. Yeah. Yeah, Grant They had Grant right, right, right. right. that, That's who I was thinking of. I, Randy. You know, Randy Randy was yeah. a heck of a player and a tough player okay. um, playing against uh, against him. And, you know, yeah. it's unfortunate. I, I, he probably should be there. The, and lastly, guys, you know, I was checking you guys out on uh, Wikipedia. You guys just didn't uh, just didn't retire and sit on your rocking chair and, uh, uh, be, you know, live your life as a former player. You guys got out there and did some things. Um, but we that, had to. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, why, why, why do you say that? Why You said we had to. Um, just tell us about uh, how life has been. It's been 40 years. You know, you were... You know, you've had a post-career uh, much longer than you had a career, obviously, and you played football even going back to your youth. Um, how has life been for you? And uh, are you enjoying the fruits of your labor now? Are you actually sitting down, uh, sitting back and smelling the roses now? Go well, on, you know, I'll let you go. You know, so you know, Franco lived his dream in, in his education, and he got into the food business and distribution business. But I'll let him talk about that. Um, it, it, so I, uh, I'm, I'm in the construction business, and so uh, uh, I have a, a commercial uh, construction company, and we do a lot of federal government uh, work, and so uh, that just uh, keeps me uh, keeps me keeps me busy, uh, and so I get to the office. All the time gives me a place to go and people to yell at. <laughs> so, oh, great, great! <laughs> that's right, yeah. and keeps me keeps me busy. Okay, what are we doing? Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's uh, that's uh, the majority of uh, what I do, and I get a chance to travel around the country and, uh, every now and then um, give some speeches. So that uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely is inspiration there, Rocky, and we all know about your story with. Uh, with the Vietnam War, I mean, you just didn't uh, you just didn't play football on the side during the Vietnam War. <laughs> you were you were in it. Well, that's true, and so that yeah. you know that's all part of our experiences, and so fortunate uh, to be able to play with a team like the Steelers through the seventies, or just be yeah. able to play and uh, and be a part of uh, that that success. It's, it's been terrific, and you know, and having friendships as we've had over the years. Um, uh, especially with Franco and the other guys that live here in Pittsburgh. So it's been a great experience, obviously. Yeah. And Franco, um, how's life been for you? It's been good. And, uh, you know, just as Rocky just mentioned, that uh, a number of our guys have stayed in Pittsburgh. And it uh, really has 
made it, uh, you know, really quite enjoyable. Uh, you know, getting together and uh, and and being with the guys, uh, and you know, so that's a a, a positive thing. Uh, well, uh, uh, you know, during our playing days, uh, we were nowhere near the uh, monies that they make today. So everyone knew that they had to have a uh, an occupation or a job when they uh, when they retired. Uh, like, I mean, we all knew that, that we're not going to be able to live off of the money that we made uh, during, our, during our playing days. So uh, uh, I, I always had that entrepreneurial business bug. You know, I just, like, I just love business, being in business. And, and, uh, and I started a... Uh, a uh, little distribution business and uh, and did it the old-fashioned way where, uh, uh, you know, had to do most of the stuff myself. And, you know, I loaded trucks, unloaded trucks, delivered, and I'd like I tell people that it's uh, funny because I was carrying boxes into a store, right? And, uh, and, and this couple, they're backing up in the car and the uh, and 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 the husband said, "Hey, I think that's Franco Harris." And she, and the woman said, "No, that's not Franco. He wouldn't be carrying boxes in a store." And and you know, it, like it kind of like it kind of hit me, thinking, "Okay, if it was anybody else starting a business, and the owner of the business was carrying boxes in the store, they say, yeah, this guy does everything that you know." you know, to build his business. But now here I am, had this, you know, this NFL career. And after my NFL career, I'm carrying boxes in the store, right? So, you know, so that doesn't click with people. But, uh, but, yeah. uh, but luckily things, luckily things clicked and things happen. And right now it's beyond my wildest dreams once again. So, you know, I've been very fortunate. That, that, that's awesome. You know, I was thinking uh, that the big money in the NFL really didn't start till the mid-90s when uh, TV started bidding against each other. Fox came into it. And so it'll be interesting, these guys who have millions in the bank when they retire. It sounds like you guys both look great. Uh, you know, you look uh, much younger than uh, your years. It sounds like, you know, you're not uh, resentful that uh, – you're glad you had to get your fingers, fingernails dirty to, to keep on going. Hey, hey, so. hey, yeah. hey, hey listen, there's nothing that, uh, that, that we can resent. I mean, we had a great run. I mean, you know, like I know this could be argued, but, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest team of all time. We had a lot of great players on our team that are, that are great friends today. And, and that we still enjoy being around each other today and, and you know, doing interviews like this. And, 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 and now because of what we accomplished, uh, you know, things still come to light. So, uh, oh, oh, no, it was, a, uh, it was a dream run that we had. And, uh, and uh, listen, there's no doubt, uh, like a lot of guys have – tough time with the transition in life. Uh, 
but you know, like a lot of our guys made that transition, and uh, and and you know, so uh, no, no, we're very fortunate, and uh, and we're still very fortunate. Yeah. Rocky. Yeah, I mean, the same way, I'd say, you know, it was an amazing thing during that period of time and the recognition that one got and, you know, and um, in, in, in the relationships uh, that have been built. And obviously everybody knew when they were playing that they had to do something thereafter. And it's really about giving back and, and being a part of a community and, uh, you know, and establishing oneself within the community. And so uh, uh, there's a handful of us that stayed here um, you know, since our playing career, it's like, well, where are we going to go? You know, I couldn't go back to Wisconsin because I didn't play for the Packers at the time. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I saw that you grew up uh, on top of a bar in Appleton, Wisconsin, which is that's right, which is basically sixty percent of the buildings. In, uh, <laughs> in bars. Oh, 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 so you've seen that one man play, Rocky? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, gentlemen, this was a thrill. You're gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, I graduated from high school in 77, so I saw you guys play. I know exactly where I was when the ball bounced off of Tatum's uh, shoulder pad and uh, Franco uh, nabbed it before it hit the ground. Uh, you know, that was uh, that was something I'll never forget. I, I enjoyed watching you guys. And when I heard that this record, uh, that you guys had set the record. I'm like, I got to see what these guys think about this. It's a <laughs> great right. opportunity. And uh, so anyway, you can see that uh, I've been around long enough to have, um, to have uh, appreciated what you guys did. So, yeah. um, well, but like I see you've been around because I see you have Joe Namath back there in the background. There. I got <laughs> Joe Namath and uh, let's see here. You see that, that's Roberto Clemente. You guys are like that. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I used to be, I was a baseball writer uh, for the Rockies before I joined the Broncos. Okay. And I bought that in uh, the Clemente in downtown Pittsburgh at an art shop in downtown Pittsburgh. Beautiful. So, Beautiful. Yeah. so anyway, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me and uh, going to write this story up and put it up on uh, TV and all that kind of stuff here in Denver. And uh, you guys are, are just class guys. And I uh, wish you all the best. Thanks, Mike. Anytime. Okay. Appreciate it. We'll all see right. if the record stands this weekend. Okay. okay. <laughs> you got right. it. Yes, I'll be there. All right. See ya. Good. Okay. See ya. Thank Bye -bye. you. And uh, thank you for listening to that uh, special edition podcast, uh, Mike, uh, or Cliss's Mic Drop. Uh, we're going to have one more later in the week featuring a Broncos player. Not, not sure exactly who it's uh, going to be. It's uh, time for a defensive player. Uh, but um, in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed that conversation we had with two of the greats. Uh, Rocky Blyer, of course, uh, uh, such an inspiring story he was. Uh, he was... Uh, he was in Vietnam. He, he was a rookie with the Steelers in 69. And then 70 to 72, I think, he served in Vietnam and uh, uh, was shot in, in, the, in the leg twice. And um, it took a long time to recover from those injuries. But uh, he was always the second leading uh, rusher 
to Franco during that 43-game, 100-yard uh, rushing streak the Steelers put together. And in 1976, they became the second duo ever to rush to, to have two running backs rush for 1,000 yards. Both Franco and Rocky Blyer rushed for 1,000 yards in 1976, which was a 14-game season. Second time it happened all time, um, all time in 72, maybe 73, uh, Mercury Morris and Larry Zonka did it for the, uh, for the Dolphins. And uh, by the way, it since has happened with Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram with the uh, Ravens, and I believe it was uh, 2019. So um, there's two ways to get uh, a 43-game streak of 100 yards. Uh, with Baltimore, it's really quarterback-heavy uh, driven by Lamar. And in the 70s with the Steelers, it was Franco and Blyer, more of a traditional running game. But hope you enjoyed our conversation with them. It is the Broncos against the Steelers this week, another reason why we wanted to talk to them. And I hope you uh, uh, took notes on their thoughts on how the Steelers have been to this day and uh, to this point. They're struggling. Talk that uh, There's talk that Big Ben um, is nearing the end. From what I hear, he still has the arm, just doesn't have the mobility. Uh, I think his hips and uh, knees are shot. And when your legs go, you know, that's... Uh, that's when it went for Peyton. You know, Peyton's uh, had a quad injury followed by a heel injury, and, you know, he just couldn't keep his legs up. Brady still has his legs. I don't know how he's doing. Aaron Rodgers still has his legs. Um, but uh, we'll see if Ben has uh, another game in store for him against the Broncos. Broncos could use this game. You know, they win it. They're 4-1. They put uh, last week's bad taste against the Ravens behind them. Uh, you know, you're not worried about uh, whether the Ravens ran the ball with three seconds left. We'll see about Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's going to clear a concussion. You never know with concussions, though. But the Broncos are kind of operating as if he's going to clear and be able to play on Sunday against the Steelers. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did it uh, last year in the playoffs, if you remember. He came back seven days after a concussion. Had a great game in the AFC Championship against the Bills. Uh, Matthew Stafford last year came back uh, after a concussion, had a great game the following week in beating Washington Football Club. And a couple years ago, Josh Allen took a vicious helmet-to-helmet -helmet hit uh, against New England, came back the next week, led the Bills to a win against Tennessee. So um, it's possible for these quarterbacks to come back one week after a concussion and also possible for them to come back and play well. So there you go. Thanks for listening. To Clissa's mic drop, thank you very much to two gentlemen, Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer, for joining a guy they don't know, a reporter from Denver, to talk about the, uh, the record and the Ravens and how the Broncos were in the middle of it all. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you again in another day or two, this time with uh, Clissa's mic drop uh, featuring a Broncos player. So thank you very much, everybody.